Welcome to the Cowichan Performing Arts Podcast. My name is Ashley Daniel Foote. Today we are celebrating the dancers of Damala Hamid, an indigenous dance company from the northwest coast of British Columbia. Their rich history of masked dance inspires a compelling performance, celebrating the diversity and time depth of the many beautiful indigenous cultures across Canada. Through dramatic dance, captivating narrative, intricately carved masks, and integrated technologies and elaborate regalia, the dancers of Damala Hamid transform time and space and bridge the ancient with a living tradition. On today's episode of our podcast, the manager of the Arts and Culture Division at the Cowichan Valley Regional District and the manager of the Cowichan Performing Arts Center, Kirsten Schrader, had a chance to speak with Margaret Grenier, the executive and artistic director of the dancers of Damala Hamid. Margaret's innovative works have taken her all over the world. She has also lectured at SFU and at the Banff Center Indigenous Dance Residency. Margaret presented at the World Indigenous Peoples Conference in Education in Australia, Peru, and Hawaii, and she currently serves on the board for the Dance Center as well as the Canadian Dance Assembly. Kirsten Schrader had a chance to speak with Margaret recently, and here's their conversation love to know your take on what's happening now for for the dancers of Jamal Hamid and for you as their executive and artistic director. Of course, the arts, especially the performing arts, have been devastated by the closure of theaters and rehearsal halls around the world. And I know normally you're very busy touring and performing. So how have you, um, as an artistic director and dancer, been using this time? Has this been a, a pause of that's brought you to new creative uh, places or quite the opposite? For our company, uh, the timing of everything that has happened since March um, has mostly impacted our work with youth. So we just completed the Coastal Dance Festival prior to all of the closures. So we were really grateful for two reasons. One, the festival was able to fully take place, but also I think it was a really um, beautiful way to uh, lead us into this time because there was the the, the sharing that took place as part of the festival and also um, you know, the strengthening that comes from a, a gathering of community and artists. So I was very thankful um, that that was uh, really the last a big event that we were involved in um, prior to uh, everything that has happened over the last few months. And uh, normally at this time, we would, we would spend a lot of time focusing on working in schools um, and even any touring would be focused on youth and family audiences. We were hoping to be Uh, sharing a work as part of the Vancouver International Children's Festival this year, um, which of course was cancelled. So I think for me that was the hardest part of of the timing of this because it's always um, a really fulfilling time of the year and the work that you're doing, you can really see the impact and, and, and all that you receive from working with children. But I think also at the same time, in a time of it's it has been a really 
really busy season for us this past season and I think more so than any other year for our company and so to have a time to process all of those experiences um, was really important so I, I think it's it's had its own emotional aspect to it to just really reflect and process on every, everything that has taken place and and also I think the anxiety of not really knowing how the next steps are going to look has, has been difficult. But then I think whenever we come to something that is difficult, it forces us to, to think differently. And I think that's an, an, important, an important aspect of, of this, this period of time for our company. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And of course, you're, you're not alone in this too. There's a certain kind of togetherness um, through this struggle that other companies and, and artists all over the world are, are going through this together, aren't they? I, I think also that it just feels like it's really a, a strong reminder of how interconnected we are, how um, interdependent we are with one another. And to go through such dramatic change, I think um, it makes me hopeful that we can see the capacity for change that we have as you know people in general so maybe from this time the work that we do as artists or that we do collectively moving forward can really reflect some much needed change and transformation i want to acknowledge that i am here on the uh, traditional unceded territory of the coast salish people the home of the couch and tribes and you are in, are you in Vancouver right now? I am in Gibson. So I am on the unceded ancestral territory of the Squamish. We had the honor of presenting your performance of Flickr here at the Couch and Performing Arts Centre in October, 2018. Um, we invited Couch and Chief, um, Couch and Tribes Chief and Council. Many elders came and youth. We had a packed theater of people from all over the region. I don't know if you remember that we had a really powerful um, talkback session with you and the other performers in your troupe. Um, many people stayed, there were hundreds of people that stayed actually, and we had very meaningful comments made such as, I remember there was one couch and um, tribe member who stood up and said that, they, that he thought that this was the most uh, impactful intercultural exchange since the uh, couch and area had hosted the National um, Aboriginal Indigenous Games, the NAG Games in 2009. Um, do you, what is your intention behind holding these talkbacks in communities and do you do them all over the world? We often will have a, an artist talk as part of our uh, performances and touring. I think it's, um, it seems to really um, facilitate uh, a much needed dialogue um, in many of the communities and, and areas that we travel to, there's um, a real gap in, in um, even being exposed to Indigenous dance from the Northwest Coast. Um, however, I think what was really, really special and memorable about the artist talk in Couch and Community was there, it was a, a shift in the conversation and um, often I feel like uh, 
it's another it's a whole nother level of of the work to you know engage in some of the difficult conversations that we can come across when we're touring and when we're uh, bridging new relationships whereas I felt that that gathering the strength of it was that it felt replenishing for everyone who was was in the space together for our family and company members as well as um all of the community members that spoke that evening. So for me, it, it will always be <laughs> a memorable talk back that I will carry with me. And I felt that it, um, for me, what I took out of that conversation was the, um, you know, the, the importance of going into spaces where um, it is reciprocal in that way. Um, there's a lot of, you get very depleted <laughs> with a lot of travel and a, and a lot of uh, work in that, in that way. And um, it, it really, I think, replenished our spirits. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? I, I, I felt that too. And um, we had comments here for many weeks afterwards. And as a presenter, you sometimes don't know how a work is going to be received in the community. You know, you take uh, an artistic risk and you hope for the best, but this was one example that I will always, re always remember as far exceeding my, my aspirations for it in terms of um, the, the depth of uh, conversation that it started. Um, we were so looking forward to bringing your latest work, uh, Minuin. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, Minowin. I really wanted to bring that here in our 2020-2021 season. Of course, that's all changed. So I'm hoping for, um, you know, the following season. But um, can you tell us a little bit about your new work and uh, also the creation process behind it? Minowin, uh, it translates to uh, the act of clarifying direction. And um, it's a, a piece that looks at um, our origins in many ways and, and, and how um, through story um, we come back time and time again to uh, places of, of loss, of, of, of great change. Um, very similar, I think, to what we're, we're going through right now collectively and globally. Um, but then also how these times are very significant for opportunities for renewal, yeah. um, opportunities for um, redefining ourselves. And I think that um, for, for our company in many ways, it's, you know, it, it's been very reflective as well of, uh, of the the process and the practice for Indigenous artists um, and here on the West Coast where we've we've gone through significant um, challenges and and loss which is a you know my grandmother's generation that went through, lived through the potlatch ban and we've also gone through really significant periods of revitalization and so in looking in our own stories and in looking in our collective stories, what, um, you know, what is, what is that that 
compels us forward and, and also brings us forward in a better way. Yeah, it's so, it's so fascinating what you're doing when you look at the history of this company, the Dancers of Dan Mohammed. It was started by your parents, right? Yes, um, back in the 1960s, uh, um, my parents began the work of um, well, basically practicing dance once again. Um, it was under the uh, guidance of my uh, grandmother, Irene Harris. Um, she was really the, the person that carried the knowledge and offered the the train the next generation but the the gap that sort of was there at that time was that dance was being taught by elders who were almost too old to move <laughs> themselves so um it was really a, a new beginning that required a lot of um feedback um, um, elders and mentors but at the same time um, in a lot of ways dancing for the first time again for our um, family we were very fortunate to to have foundational knowledge and of course that's not something that many communities had uh, had or, or have on on the west coast so there was also a lot of reciprocity that took place with the, the lending of songs um and uh the sharing of training and my parents were very involved with that as well outside of the company it's so interesting that you are bringing traditional dances that used to be be performed privately only right and then you have transitioned, or your parents started this transition, and you have taken it into a, a future that you're reimagining with electronic soundscapes and digital projections. How do you reconcile um, this transition of bringing traditional dances that were once private into the public and the contemporary realm? How is that for you? Um, I think it's a it's a pro process that sort of has moved through the generation. So uh, for my parents' generation, um, making the choice to dance publicly was a very significant risk for them in many ways. However, in making that choice, I grew up with song and dance in a way that I wouldn't have had they um, decided to, to keep it private. Um, it was, I was much more strongly immersed in it because of that choice. And so for myself, I feel that, um, you know, the challenge of, of my generation was is not to continue what my parents have done. And there are those in the community who are, um, but to look at, um, to look at the work and the the you know the foundation of the practice, but also to to open that up to um, to different approaches and and I think it's important because uh, for two reasons one um, not everyone is privileged to have access to uh, hereditary songs and dances um, and what does that mean for dance and the future of Indigenous dance and I think we all have to contribute what we can um, in order for 
you know, the, the dance form itself to strengthen. We, we each have something that we contribute. And I think that what our company does is what we can offer. I've read in the past that you've spoken about there's a, a role that dance and the arts generally play in reconciliation and healing. It's particularly important right now with the racism riots that are going on, the anti-racism protests. How do you feel that your company plays a role in this whole larger, um, this, this larger healing that the world is going through? If I go back to the very essence of what it is we do, um, what my training has has taught me is that we we do this practice um, to honor our origin in heaven. So that's the essence um, that compels this dance form. And I think the meaning of that is that we 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 engage in a practice that um, we learn from that we that fosters relationships uh, within our community, growth within ourselves. And, and from that practice, um, we as ourselves, uh, you know, we, we, we strengthen who we are within our, our Indigenous identity, our um, connection to our, um, our ancestry, our, our family and intergenerational relationships. And I think the wisdom or the the teachings that have been that have transpired through a practice that has gone through generations become something that we we learn how to live in the current context with and with our own challenges, our own personal um, you know choices that we have to make all the time. And I think that in sharing the work, you know, we're we're offering of ourselves and we're offering of our, um, in a way that's both personal and vulnerable. And I think that that's what others can see. And it may not be, you know, it may be something that through that culturally or through language, you know, is unique. But I think when you get to a lower level, the connection is there because there are universal truths. There are things that we all connect to collectively. Um, and ours is, is simply our own story that we can offer to that. I, I think what you said is, was really palpable when your company was here and in that talk back. Um, there were people from all, all nations, all walks of life in that, in that theater. And the comments I had afterwards came from people with very diverse backgrounds and they were all affected. The people that came to me talked about how they, they had no idea that they would be opened up, that there was a, a, a kind of spiritual experience that they would be involved in, in coming to the theater that night. It helped me um, as a presenter have more confidence in presenting works that, um, you know, I don't know how, how they would be received in my community and you, you take that, that leap of faith. But I think that's one thing that your company is also doing for, for, for theaters like ours is you're, you're allowing us to participate in something that there's obviously a hunger for. There's a hunger for, for people to, to experience that, that deep connection. Even if the, the, tr the traditions they're watching are not their own, there's, there's a beauty and a spiritual connection that they can make by sitting in the audience and, 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 being willing to be open. 
And I think also for, for our company, you know, that's the, the responsibility, whether we're, um, whether we're taking approaches that are contemporary, whether we're, um, you know, composing and, and creating new works, um, to be really true to, you know, the, the, the essence of the, the work is, is so important and, and everything that we layer into it, whether it be, you know, the multimedia aspects or whatever production elements, all of it has to be responsive to that. Um, it has, it can't be anything that stands on its own. It has to, it has to be, um, make sense in, in a way to just really be supportive of the underlying story and messages. The festival that you produce, the Coastal First Nations Dance Festival, I've attended a couple of times and it's an, another part, really important part of the, um, the presenting um, ecosystem, I guess, for presenters like me to have an opportunity to come to the Museum, Museum of Anthropology and to experience so many different dances from different cultures. Um, do you see that? Do you have any idea if that's going to be taking place in February 2021? We are hopeful. Um, our we currently have the 2021 festival planned for the very beginning of March, and and we're hopeful that there will be um, a festival that's somewhat like <laughs> what we've done in the past. But we're, yeah, I think one of the challenges of what right now is just, you know, preparing with. Um, with so much uncertainty and and really looking at what what are the alternative ways that we can share the festival, we've looked at digital platforms and I think through that process some of the questions that arise are um, accessibility, um, especially in some of the more remote communities. Um, does everyone have access to be able to to share in the festival in that way? Um, so, you know, just really taking care of our artists through the festival and what does it um, mean to share content that is, you know, rooted in, in cultural protocol and, and, um, and, and everything that the artists bring forward to the festival. So how do we take care of them if we're looking at different ways to share the work? Um, but it's, it's really important to me that we just, you know, we're, we're continuing to, <laughs> to, to see what, what the options are and, 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 and hopefully, yeah, in some capacity, maybe change slightly, the festival will take place. Yeah, let's hope so. It's really uncertain right now, isn't it? I think that's all the time we have. And I really so enjoy talking to you. I think I could probably talk to you for another half an hour, but um, we try to keep these podcasts um, fairly, fairly short, but I'm honored to speak with you. Thank you for giving us your time. And um, again, another little reminder that we'd love to bring Minowin here when you're back on tour. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for having me today. Whoa. Ah.
It's Margaret Grenier performing Going to Heaven from the Dancers of Damal Hamid's production of Flicker, which visited the Cowichan Performing Arts Centre. 
Well, thank you for listening to our podcast. We're always thrilled to have you. And we look forward to bringing you more stories and more interviews with the artists who are currently locked down or shut in and not performing. And of course, we look forward to seeing you in person just as soon as it's possible. Anyways, to be continued. <laughs>